Welcome to A Fishbowl of Thoughts, the Halloween edition, where you provide the topics and we provide the thoughts. I'm Ryan, and with me today, of course, is... Margo. And our special guest... You can introduce yourself. Oh, okay. Yes, I am Tom Staup from PW Torch covering NXT. And some other people might know you from... Uh, creeping through my bedroom window. <laughs> or <And> Speedway <laughs> video, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess most people who listen to this will know me as the person who films for Speedway video. Get all your plugs in now, because by the end of this thing, I will forget <laughs> to let you get them in. So Yeah, why, why would that be? Plug it in, uh, plug it in. Because I'll get into the show and forget to do what I'm supposed to. <laughs> but no, welcome, Tom. Thanks for joining us on uh, episode four of A Fishbowl of Thoughts. Uh, excuse my really poor intro. I should have practiced that. <laughs> I'm I'm uh, happy to be here. Uh, you and I, I think, I think in most of the company that we're in, we tend to be... Uh, the weirdest More ones. The, sh- sure, sure. We're definitely uh, that's weird. That's one way to put it. But but when we get together, we bring out the immature in one another. Like I don't view myself as an, as an immature individual, even though I watch wrestling almost twenty four seven. But when you and I get together, it all comes out. So yep. now that we're going to be talking about some potentially very serious and controversial topics, uh, this is going to be interesting. Yes, and uh, I know as a listener, you know how the show goes. But just to fill everybody in. Uh, of course, this is the Fishbowl of Thoughts podcast. That means we literally have our fishbowl here, which is not really it's a fishbowl It's the Browns yet. helmet. It's still the Browns helmet. Uh, it's full of topics, but we're doing things a little bit special today since it is going to be our Halloween edition. We've uh, put out a post on our Facebook page and talked to some of our friends, and uh, you put out a, a post as well, and we got some Halloween-related topics today. And yes, they may get controversial. It's a very We got some very interesting... Uh, some wide-ranging topics in here. Um, we got about 16 of them in here right now, so we're not going to get through each and every one of them, so I do apologize if we don't pick your topic. But the way this is going to work is one of us is going to reach in, grab a topic, whatever topic comes out, we're going to give our thoughts on. And just like in the last episode, it might be a five-minute topic, it might be a 30-minute topic. It, it just depends on the flow of the show. We'll try to get through a number of these. And um, whatever we don't get to, maybe we'll just keep them in the fishbowl. Does it sound good to you? Sure. All right. Well, or all year. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into this because, um, you know, the small talk thing is, it is what it is. Small uh, talk is a waste of time. That's right. I just didn't want to steal her line. But anyway, um, Tom, since you're our, our special guest here, I'll let you reach on in, grab the first topic, uh, right. read the topic, and then uh, read the name. If you have trouble reading my handwriting, just let me know. I cause... can't believe my whole hand actually fits inside this it's cavernous a big brown helmet. <laughs> you said cavernous. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Nobody support him on Patreon. He's it's totally fine. This is please go to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash fishbowl of thoughts. You can support us there. Okay. And I Oh, it is. Okay. All right. So it's Jason P. Okay. Or is that Jason R? That's Jason, Jason R. Jason R. I, say, I don't know Jason P, but <laughs> is Halloween a made up cash grab holiday? Oh, oh, Jason right. R with a softball. Okay. Oh, Jason yes. R, not my Jason R, right. my this other Jason a, R. Yeah, Jason yeah, R-E. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Triple well, nickel Jason of, R. That's right. Jason R-E's. Yeah, damn it. You're right. Triple uh, nickel Jason R. This is Jason triple R. nickel's dad from okay. the Sprint Cars. Sure. Yes. So, is Halloween one of those cash grab holidays? You kind of, you know, 
think of Valentine's Day, uh, think of Easter. That it is kind of not thing. a Hallmark well, holiday. It is a pagan holiday. Yeah, those those two are actually have some kind of basis. You, you think of like Mother's Day or Ma- Father's okay. Day. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, um, this is why any, I like any, having Tom. He's got such a brilliant mind. I Well, this is one of the things I get. I, I don't get too, too worked up. I try not to get too, too worked up. But one of the things that does work me up was whenever I turn on social media and as if it's something that you turn off and <laughs> everybody's like, gosh, I didn't know that it was pick your favorite nacho dip day. Dude, everything has a damn day. It's 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 all a marketing thing. So uh, yeah. yeah, so even even um, even more monetized holidays like a Valentine's Day, at least that has some kind of basis. And, yeah, and that's I agree. true. Um, you know, Margot Margot said it. It has it actually has some kind of uh, some it kind a- of basis, even though it's been it has a history, but it is yeah. a pagan history, right? Kind of like yes, Christmas. It, it does but- have a lot of marketing behind it with the costumes and the candy and you know all the other fun Halloween things, but it does have that that deep pagan history like you said and and, and just a, there's a lot more to it and it's actually kind of spooky if you read into it do you know what halloween actually is the beginning of you should because you're irish i don't know what tom well, is well it's the harvest isn't it it's sam Haynes. Yeah. so it's the beginning it's of the harvest season one, but yeah yeah i can't say it yeah. i say it as it's spelled they, they but... actually mispronounced sam Hain in the halloween movie Oh. Yeah, yeah, but, in Halloween too, and he, oh, Michael that's writes right. on the chalkboard. I had to go and do my research yeah. on the meaning of that, and that's yep. how I learned that. But I knew that yes, Halloween had paganism in it's, it. It's weird, but it's actually but also Celtic. Samhain, so. Hmm. And I, I will at least say, and I hopefully I'm not eating into an eating Celtic. into another topic that we might draw. Uh, I, I haven't looked ahead at them, but, but if I was suggesting one, uh, talking about favorite holidays and, and where Halloween ranks might have been a topic I would have thought of, but. When it comes to the monetization of Halloween, I'll say that it's one of the ones that I more readily buy into. Like, if I like gun to my head, I like Christmas is my favorite. Christmas is just really, really special. It's, it's, especially with the, with the kids and the, the family time. Or like me hanging, whatever. <laughs> I, 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 I thought you were doing like a raise of the roof. It's a good thing, <laughs> it's a good thing this isn't on video tonight. Um, Maybe but, in the future. First high five ever. And, and you know, what. Where I'm not like a, a decorator or, or or whatever, but uh, when it comes to yeah, I mean sure you you spend a lot of money at Christmas, but I I think of it as and I I'm not religious, so I do think of Christmas as a gift giving holiday, and uh, I'll I'll spend the money on the gifts, and that's part of the actual holiday. The celebration of Halloween does not intrinsically involve the candy and the costumes and everything, but I. I mean, shoot, I was just at Spirit Halloween the other day, yep. and I was thinking to myself, I don't have much money to spend this year. I can't I can't go spending money on a costume. I'll just walk around in my streets. I walked out of there with something. I fucking I freaking love <laughs> walking can, around. You can curse on this with, show. It's okay. Uh, yeah, um, with, with a costume on. Well, yeah, and, that and, right there, which everybody has seen if they've seen Ryan on. Yeah, it's my new backdrop. That is, for, uh, oh yes, for the, for that is my fifty dollars in Halloween decorations that I have so far gotten. We're getting more this week, but um, yeah, I, d- Halloween to me, I love, I love the costumes and the decorations and stuff. I'm not so much a fan of the like the trick or treating because um, I grew up in the '90s and people were putting razor blades in k- kids' candy. Were they actually? Yes. Or, like, or, or the like news was trying once. to scare us, but right. either well, way, I, I think a lot ratings. of that was you know media media hype and whatnot. But but I also don't give my child sugar because well he has See, enough energy in him. I, I, I do agree with what Tom said. How you can go get a even a scary costume, a really decent costume. You can get a, a mask for like ten fifteen bucks. 
throw on an old ratty t-shirt or hoodie, or, and you can go. I mean, Tom, remember our first Dark Departure? We I had the mask, and I literally wore black pants and a black hoodie, and it worked. Yep. It literally worked. <laughs> you don't have to spend a whole lot of money once you, to once, have a good costume. Once you got the full suit, the it looked a lot better. Looked yeah. A lot yeah. better. Yeah. yeah, but and that, we upgraded. You know, but even, yes. even for the second movie, when we decided to introduce another masked character, yep. the mask itself was the only thing that we got. Everything else was just what I already yep. had. And that mask was a $5 Halloween prop. And then <laughs> right. for the third movie, we stepped up our game, got a licensed mask. Wait, got so a these masks, suit. how much did they cost you? Uh, these re- That one was 60 the the newer one. That one I got on sale for 35 uh, but retail, like, and, and these are mass-produced basic masks, like the ones that you get at the store. They're terrifying. So, you know, but you can get a good Michael Myers. And these are good. These aren't great. Uh, this one's a that lot one's better great. than that one. Yeah. But um, if you want a really, like, movie-quality, like, high-quality Halloween mask for, for, like, Michael Myers or whatever, you can get them online for three, 400 bucks, and they look spot on. These, they look good. They're passable. They do the job. And you can get them on, on a budget. So... For Halloween, you can go all out, or like you said, Tom, you can go to the store and spend, you know, a handful of change and get a nice costume. So I, I want to I, I add this in before you get off on your tangent. Yeah, and yeah, I'm interrupting you. Whatever, okay. get over it. Um, so I did not believe that Halloween was a money making holiday until probably this year. There's, if you go to Target, there's Halloween cards. I have never once given out a Halloween card yeah, in my life. Now. It, yeah, like me, happy Halloween cards. There is so much history to Halloween that I'm not going to classify it as a cash a cash grab holiday, as as Jason uh, would have put it. But it has become, you know, in the media, it's so out there. It's got all the you get your Halloween horror nights. You got Halloween this. You got Halloween that. It's becoming, you know, it's not as bad as Christmas, thankfully, but it's be it's becoming where. You can go to the store, and yeah, you can end up spending a whole bunch of money. So it has that element, but it has such a, a deep-rooted history that I wouldn't classify it as, you know, okay, so a Father's Day, Mother's Day sort of thing, as you would have put it. Right. Yep. So Or Valentine's Day. Yeah. Which still I mean, has that, a history, you know, but it's just it another does, freaking but day. Yeah, Valentine's one, Day, to me, is always and will always be race day. So then what is the biggest cash grab holiday, then? Mother's Day. Mother's Day. Mother's Day? As a mother, Mother's Day. Yeah. And I always end up feeling guilty on the day and giving my mom a phone call, but the phone call always goes like, hey, mom, like, you know I love you and I'm not calling just because of the... Well, I guess I am calling because of the... <laughs> but, well, you you get it, right? Like, yeah, Mother's Day. I'll tell Day. you I love you when I, like, am really feeling it, but this is just disingenuous. You you get it, right? And she's like, yeah, you didn't have to call. As yeah, a, cool. as a mom, I feel like my kid appreciates me 364 days. He doesn't need one day to, to appreciate it. it. Yeah. Like, and if he does, See, now, then I'm raising him you know, wrong, and I'm going to kick him. On Mother's Day, I like to make my mom breakfast or, you know, do, Take her do to a Disney. something. But yeah, in this year, yeah, we went to Disney and all that. But, you know, it's, it's to me, it, it's another day. And like my dad, he's like, Father's Day, I don't, I don't really care, but thanks. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, the, dads, the dads don't <laughs> care. The moms might, so... It's 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 the damn daycare, you know. Every single day that oh, week, my yep. my yep. comes home with, and it's it's always like uh, construction paper of a dude in a tie and a collared shirt, and I'm like, oh, thanks, okay, thank you. Or like literally, have you seen and, my jeans? Right. <laughs> <laughs> or for like Mother's Day, it's the little little like um the stuffing that the paper flowers, and I'm like, uh, yeah. cool, this is gonna get thrown away in three yeah. weeks. Your, your son's <laughs> getting to that you. age where it's it's gonna start to really be all about the crafts, mm-hmm. so get used to them. 
And then you wonder how much did the teacher do and how much did the kid do? And, and I've met my son. The teacher's going to do all of the gluing. He's probably going to eat it. <laughs> well, hey, we all go through that phase, yeah. right? I ate crayons, not glue. <laughs> so any uh, any final thoughts on this first topic here? Mm, I guess I'll just add on to the final thought. Just, uh, you know, of course, it's nice to get little construction paper businessmen from your kid. Sure. Like anytime sure. your kid brings, like, I'm not trying Any to, memento from the kid you is know, good. Yeah, there, there's always that little bit of pang in your heart that's just like, oh, that's sweet. But at the same time, it's also like, okay, what's the statute on this where I can throw it away and not feel <laughs> I give it two weeks and then I throw yeah. it away. Two, well, in, goodness, one, that, you know, two in one half week. Two in one half. Two in one half. That's like half of what I use Facebook for anymore is like, okay, yeah. I want to throw this away, but I want to commemorate it first. So yeah, I'm going to stick much. it in an album that's privatized so only 15 people can see it. And uh, There you go. But like, is Halloween a money-making holiday? I, I No, I feel like it's a money-spending holiday. Uh, <laughs> you want me to check my bank account? Oh, <laughs> gone. Yes. Uh, no, I don't I don't feel like it's one of those hall, hall, bleh, hallmark holidays, but it definitely has... Be, it's, it's rising in popularity because of the amount of things that you can do. And even in Virginia, where my sister lives, she's texted me the other day, hey, we went to this thing, we went to that thing, and it's not Halloween Horror Nights. And I text her back, I'm like, it's probably way better. I mean, the little thing we did on Saturday, Petrified Forest, so I'll throw it out there. Better. Way better than Halloween Horror Nights. We talked about that on the last episode. We're not going to go down that road now. But, you know, uh, I can see why people might think, oh, it's just a made-up holiday because people run around in costumes and eat candy. But, you know, the costumes, go do your research on that. That has that has reasoning behind it. So. I, will, I will say this, and then maybe we can put a bow on it. All I right. feel like the only reason Halloween is making money lately is because it's the cool thing to do. Like Hocus Pocus, it's a cool movie to I mean, watch. Like I feel like it's, it's just a to, fact to have a day to dress up. I mean, I, I I'm blessed well, enough where why ninety percent of people work, dress so. up every day as good people. Oh, that came out. Oh, well, wow, we're getting deep on this one. That means we put a bow on that topic. We're gonna go ahead and move on to the second topic. So we'll go right around the circle here. Margo, if you want to reach on in there. It's a triangle. It has three sides. It's a triangle. Even Dawson could tell you that. It's It circles around to Michael, okay? <laughs> All right. So topic number two. What do we got? Jason R. This is, yes. Jason R. That is the photographer. The photographer Jason, yes. Uh-oh. What do we get? What did we get? I wish I could read your handwriting. <laughs> I thought it was going to be a heavy topic. <laughs> Me too. She's just trying. She's struggling to, to read which, my. <laughs> which horror movie needs a reboot? Okay, so this kind of ties into what we talked about last week. We talked about our thoughts on remakes themselves, but I guess we can each pick a movie here, and and you know whether we like remakes or not. What movie would you like to see remade? I'll let you start. None. 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 Okay. Short and sweet. Um, so horror, you know, I would like to see another remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre where they don't. Why the last one failed. No, I don't. I, I think that they need to make it more instead of the, the 2003 remake was, they just turned him into a brute. They need to make it more back to its roots, but just upgrade it. Just let make me maybe even make it modern times because I love that family, but my biggest complaint with the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the dinner scene. We talked about this recently. Yeah. I, I love that scene. It's, it's just so bizarre. It, it throws the whole realistic feeling of the movie off, and it just goes down this bizarre road, and I just can't forgive them for it. So I'd kind of like to see that reimagined, I guess. 
kind of in modern times, but where Leatherface isn't just this giant brute. He is how he is in the first movie. Wait, so, and I don't know if he's talking like horror, 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 but I horror, think of, horror. I think of like, I think of like cult ca- classics that I would like to see rebooted. And I know I told you last week that I don't want a Rocky horror reboot, but I have thought about this like in depth all week. If I could get a Rocky Horror Picture Show reboot with like Jensen Ackles as from Supernatural as Dr. Frankenfurter, I would probably lose my mind. I think you would die. I. You would die. Yep. All right. So yours is Rocky Horror. I say Texas Chainsaw. Do I think Rocky Horror needs a reboot? Absolutely not. It's, it's, because you can't do better it's than Tim like Curry. The Jaws of Horror. You don't need to touch it. But hey. You know, it could be done. Anything, with Rocky Horror, it's here, touch, so. touch, touch, touch me. <laughs> what, what, Sorry. Do you, what do you think, Tom? You, your movie knowledge is so vast that I'm, I'm very interested to hear what you have to say here. Relatively, and of course, knee-jerk reaction is the same thing Margot said at first, is none. We've got yeah. too many. It's like we talked about last week. We're kind of like, let's be creative again and make you know new icons. But. Right, right. Uh, but I... And maybe this is cheating by using something that has a literary source rather than something that was originally a film. But uh, I have never seen, and I, I know there are, are a bunch of probably really bad direct to DVD versions of it that I've never seen, but I've never seen a big budget, or not big budget, but like a Hollywood version of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the, or The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll, or whatever the original. Jekyll? That's how it's pronounced. It's, That's really? how it's, I know. I it's thought it was Jekyll. Jekyll. It's like, it's like, it's like Genghis Khan. Like everybody says Genghis Khan, but it's Chinggis. I thought it was Kangas Khan. Um, it's Jekyll. Oh God. <laughs> 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 nice one. Um, Good job, Wine, and you pulled out a Pokemon joke. So, um, I had to get one in there. But I, uh, going back to like silent film versions of it, the, uh, the 1930s uh, post- um, so this is the thing that, thing that happened. If anybody's listening from my wrestling podcast, they know that like I know the stuff when when I'm tweeting about it, and then when we're when we're live, I'm like, wait, what's the word? but that yeah, there, there's something in the 30s post regulation or, or whatever it was in in Hollywood where uh, they were able to get more lurid for about three years there, and they're um, uh, yeah, it's just I've never seen a version of it that's not a great movie. Like there was even um, it wasn't a Hammer film. But whatever mo- whatever film studio was over in uh, Great Britain that was like the American international cheapo version of Hammer horror films, they did one with Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing, and even that was good. And uh, so I just I really like the material, and I know that they tried to revive the character a little bit with that Russell Crowe side character in the Tom Cruise Mummy movie, and that's. To be completely honest, I like the character enough that that was probably my favorite part of that movie, even though it was terrible. Um, but I'm glad that it's dead and we're not going to see any more of it. I would like to see an actual, a, a new take or a new uh, straight-up adaptation of the Robert Louis Stevenson uh, novel because it's just such fascinating uh, subject matter and it hasn't been done on a big in a big yeah, way in a long that, time. That, I'm, see, I'm glad. That's why I'm glad we have Tom here for this because he can dig. He can dig so much deeper on on the thought than I can. I'm gonna agree with that. Like, the, yeah. he says Jekyll, I say Jackal and Hyde. Whatever, tomato, tomato. I Either way, it's tomato. But, but um, no, I can agree with that because I would honestly like love to see some Grimm Brothers fairy tales. You know, like oh yeah. Yeah, no, give me like a Snow deranged, White. Give me a deranged uh, Hansel and Gretel, please. Uh, that's what it was to begin with before Disney Disney fight it. Yeah, 
Like yeah, uh, that, that is a dark. There, those a lot Rumpel of those stories are dark. Snow White, Cinderella, uh, Sleeping Beauty, all of those stemmed off of the Grimm Brothers fairy tales, which I love. Love. That's probably why I love Disney so much, is because it is sick and twisted. I would honestly love, aside from like the what is that TV show, Once Upon a Time, they got into the dark and twisty part of Disney that stemmed off of the Grimm Brothers. I would love to see like a movie series on that. So, uh, so yeah. like a like a franchise. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that that would be cool. I like both those ideas a lot better than mine. Tangentially, uh, do you like the Terry Gilliam film with uh, Matt Damon and Heath Ledger? The Brothers Grimm? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I like Matt Damon and Heath Ledger. Yeah. No, that's that's cool. I I don't think it's Gilliam's worst. He's he's just such he's one of those filmmakers where it's like every other movie is great and then terrible and then great and then terrible. Well, and is he so. the same one that did the the Johnny Depp Sleepy Hollow? No, that's Tim Burton, but similar sensibilities between those two I, films. Yeah, he. I, um, I love Tim Burton. Gilliam has wor- worked with uh, Depp though. Yeah. I, I love Tim Burton. Like Beetlejuice is my favorite. Yeah. Tim Burton. Oh yeah, not me too. his, but Tim that's Burton, oh my god, Tim Burton about ruins everything. But I see now. Now I want a real remake of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Oh, see, we and had and one and with Johnny Depp being no, creepy. I said a real remake. <laughs> yeah. That shit was garbage. Oh, that's right. It wasn't Willy, and it wasn't. It was Charlie. It was Charlie. And Whatever. I'd, I'd have to look call at my. It, Call it Wonka Bar World. I don't give a shit, but I think we could get... With the Everlasting Gobstoppers? Everlastinggobstopper.com. Call it what you will. Just give me that story redone correctly, we and, the... and I think that'd be fun. I know that's not exactly horror, but I think that'd be a oh, fun. Oh, no, it See, has I horror know, elements it in does. it, sure. It, it gets dark, too. You're yeah. sucking a fat boy up a tube? That's... Yeah. A, Throwing away bad eggs? It's fucking scary. We need the Roald Dahl cinematic universe. Oh, Violet, dude, you're turning his Violet! Stuff, his stuff is, <laughs> is kind of creepy. The witches? Oh my god. Well, yeah. I, I, I was of the age where my mother was still reading to me when Roald Dahl was really popular, uh, and she could not finish The Witches, because not only was it scaring me, but it was scaring her. I'm fairly wow. certain so I, I have yeah. that somewhere for Boston. I, I would love it's to It's up in that. a box somewhere. I want to read that. I want to read, like, the original Wizard of Oz series. Mm. I want to read the Dexter books. I read Dawson, the original Peter Pan, and how he didn't have nightmares, because I did. Hey, I don't that, know. How old was he? One? He didn't understand what No, I bought it for, I got it, he was two and a half, so. Two and a half? Two and one half. <laughs> but no, like, I could honestly care less about the Sleepy Hollow, Johnny Depp, Tim Burton, whatever that was. It was a mess. I want some more, like, Sweeney Todd, I do not want a Beetlejuice remake because I will probably shoot someone if that comes out. I like the original enough and I like Michael Keaton enough that I would love to see a sequel, even though I know it would be terrible. Of Beetlejuice? Yeah. No, so I, not I, a remake, I would, but a sequel. I right. would probably stand outside of movie theaters and boycott it because Beetlejuice <laughs> is like my third favorite movie ever. It's, it's and Ryan hates it. What? Ryan thinks that Beetlejuice is lower than Edward Scissorhands now, on a scale of good movies. So. Now, don't get me wrong. There is I, I've there are only two Tim Burton movies that I have not seen. Uh, so I've seen most of his stuff, and most of his stuff is pretty bad. But when the guy is on, he's on, and Wait, I would agree that Beetlejuice is my favorite of his. What two have you never seen? To my shame, I have still never seen Ed Wood. Everybody says that Ed Wood is his best film. I've never no, seen it. It's not. Uh, the other one is Big Eyes, which came out much more recently. But, so good. Um, so good. But yeah, and 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 he he hasn't lost it because even though it wasn't a cinematic gem to you know to write home about, 
I saw I brought the kids to see Dumbo and I was like, hey, whatever, you know, Tim Burton was cashing a Disney paycheck, whatever. But I actually really freaking liked Dumbo a lot. And there was so hmm. much of the cinematography and and just some of the um just some of the choices that you could tell Burton was making with the blocking and, and with working with the actors that were so classically him and, and represented the stuff about his films that I like a lot that I was like, man, nobody's going to suspect it from a movie like Dumbo, but I still this have, is Burton. I have still not seen Dumbo and I don't know that I will. Yeah. It's, 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 it's one of those that I saw it as a cartoon as a kid and as and that was such a of, big Disney fan. I'm like, good I enough don't want to see Yeah. No, I, I certainly wouldn't have seen it without, without my kids and, there are a lot of you we're getting off on such a I'm I'm getting off on such a tangent here, but no, this is what's nice about the, having uh, three people here. We, you just, it's, it, <laughs> we're only going to get to two topics all night. Oh, that's but all right. There are movies like uh, the the main one that stands out in recent years is Kubo and the Two Strings. I never ever would have watched that if I, I wasn't no idea just what that is. Yeah, I, I was just yeah. fishing for something to watch with the kids. It's so freaking good and it's like legitimately one of my uh, favorite movies of the year it came out um whatever year that was 2016 2015 so well yeah i like i would i would re- recommend it to anyone not just people with kids it's a great movie i think to to wrap up the whole remake thing we've been talking remakes a couple episodes now we'll go around the triangle real quick what is the worst remake period the easy answer is gus van sant psycho Fair enough. Damn it. Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> no, but damn, that's a good that's one. That's good. Um, what do you got, Margo? Uh, <laughs> Rob Zombie Halloween. Still, oh, I can't see. do it. I can't do it. You took mine, so I'll go the uh, the 2009 uh, Friday the 13th remake. Awful. Oh, yeah. Oh, and this- yeah, and both of us are freaking Jason fans. Yeah. We didn't say that. Well, yeah, and like the... Um- I had a blast watching that movie in theaters, but I couldn't rewatch it. I got through like half, and I was and like, "Wow, like, all sucks. the problems about it are standing out to it's me li- now." Yeah, it's I seriously a bunch think of kids just trying to smoke weed the whole fucking movie. I seriously think I've seen it maybe two and a half times, two and one half times. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I cannot. No, it's not good. It's not. No, Bacon Voorhees the... is so much better. Yeah. Than and of course, you and I have had this discussion many, many times. I've yeah. probably bombarded you. I've probably like forced it into conversations that it has nothing to do with just to vent about it. That. The worst part about that is that it's not even really a remake. They show a flashback to some actress playing Pamela, and they show him picking up a mask completely nonsensically. Yeah, and those are the it's only things about like, it that yeah, that's been back. there the whole time. And you're wearing a sack yeah. in your head. What the fuck? Like, of course, as you guys mentioned in episode three, they go through not plot points, but like things that are kills and and stuff that are references to the first yeah, four. Yeah, it's, it's more of a reimagining, he became but zombie it still Jason. sucks. But, but it, it was a, an original story. Like you could have just not had him running. You could have started him in the hockey mask and it would have been Friday the 13th part 12, I think it would have been in 2009. So yeah. I know that whatever... Wait, so next- does Friday the 13th have more like parts than Halloween does because oh, yeah. like we're on like por- part 47,000 of Halloween. Yeah. Of course it depends whether you count Freddy versus Jason but uh, yeah, there's like I do. eight or I do. nine or ten of those. Uh, yeah. They, uh, yeah. Before the Four. remake. Yeah, 12 if you count Freddy versus Jason and the remake. Yeah. Yeah. No, so. see, and I think Ryan, because I love Rob Zombie so much, which Tom knows and Ryan knows, I think that I'm sorry. It's still the worst remake I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, it's not. I mean, if you listen to the director's commentary track, like I, me and Tom have had this discussion. A bunch I still of times. won't watch part two. It, I see what he was trying to do. It's just the way he did it just wasn't, it just didn't work for me. When I was a little bit younger, it worked a little better. The more I watch it now, 
I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. So, I don't like it. Let's uh, let's go ahead and put a bow on that topic, and we'll move on to our third topic. All right, so I'm going to reach on in here and see what our third topic is going to be. Again, thank you to everybody who did give us topics for this special Halloween edition. We got a bunch of responses, and we got a bunch of new people in here, and we got one of them on the show. Let's see if we can get another one here. All right, so third topic. Good thing I can read my own handwriting. Oh, man, I feel like... I feel like we kind of just talked about this, but, uh, well, it's a good segue. This is from Christy H. The topic is, what are your thoughts on Freddy versus Jason? Oh, heck yeah. I swear to God we don't plan this. I, you guys saw it. I literally reached right in there. Uh, so. Amazing. Amazing? Okay, Tom? Oh, I freaking love it. Yeah, you love and it? I'm, I'm actually not a Nightmare on Elm Street fan. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> Fair you enough. want to get into that because yes. I've got reasons. Uh, but I, uh, not that it doesn't have its its highlights. Uh, of course, I, I love Friday the 13th. This was actually my first ever theatrical experience with Jason. Uh, prior to this, I actually, this is, I don't know if you even know this, the only Jason movie that I'd ever seen, the first Jason movie that I ever saw was Jason X. Okay. Like, what yep, a weird yep. one to start with, right? Yes, because it's one of the worst. It, At the oh. time, it was good, but it's one of the worst in, Says if the you boy go, who loves Halloween H2O. Oh, that's actually... That. I don't love that movie. Oh, no, what? it was just the first that you saw. It was the... Yeah, Halloween H2O that, was the that first, was my that first Yeah, that was yeah. my first Michael Myers one, too. So it's along um, the same lines as starting with Jason X, I feel like. I, I, I suppose so. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. Um, yeah, <laughs> Jason X is, is pretty weird. Yeah, it uh, is. But, yeah, uh, but I yeah, don't I, hate Uber Jason, though. I don't. No, no, and they even continued it in uh, in a comic book, which was originally supposed to be a movie, a Freddy versus Jason versus Ash huh. uh, from the Evil Dead, which is also super fun. Um, yeah, I just uh, I think Jason X, or, or so, now I'm thinking about Jason X. Uh, Freddy versus Jason is is a blast, and I think that if you were to combine those two characters' universes, I'm honestly not sure that I could come up with a better, more creative way to do it than than the way they did it with uh, Freddy resurrecting Jason for his own purposes due to this um, sleep study lab or whatever it is that they have in uh, wherever Elm Street is, whatever the name of that yeah, town is. Yeah, whatever that uh, was. West yeah. Cravenville. And uh, and then he gets jealous that Jason's stealing all his kills, so they fight. It's awesome. Yeah, and you know, I, I'm not a big fan of the crossover movies. Like, there's been rumors of Leatherface versus Michael or Michael versus Pinhead. I they, like, they don't ever intercross, so why would that even happen? Well, yeah, but that but Jason and and Freddie didn't intercross ever either, and then it happened. They so, worked out, uh, but of course, you know, you've got the Freddie hand at the end of Jason Goes to Hell, right? But, but that was just because those two, the the same company, owned both movies at the time. They were, so yeah, they, they were planning it back then. Yeah, and, and then see, I'm not, I'm not against the horror movie characters existing in the same universe. I just don't think the crossover is necessary because then you're going to end up, and we've talked about the Avengers before, you're going to end up in Avengers territory and there's going to be this huge super All group of monsters. All of the Avengers tie in together for a reason. I end understand your that. Now. And that's fine for superheroes, but keep your damn horror movie people. Don't Wait, cross them over. We don't need it. Like, what if we in got... real life, you don't have Jeffrey Dahmer and John Wayne Gacy teaming up to go eat people. <laughs> I mean, I mean, not that we know real, of. That, yeah, I mean, yeah. they both had houses in Florida, so it could happen. But all of Unrelated. Them did. Like, I everybody has a house in Florida. That's why I can't get to work in less Especially than 30 minutes. Especially, like. <laughs> 
I didn't know that Dahmer had a, a Florida chapter until I watched that Zac Efron movie on, yes. on oh, him recently. Yeah. And I was like, of course he went to freaking Florida. Did you, Ryan <laughs> didn't realize did. that he was from Burlington, Vermont. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That was Bundy. He got around. Or Bundy. Oh, was it Bundy? Bundy. It was Bundy oh, okay. that was from Burlington, Vermont. Were, Dahmer yeah. and, yeah. Dahmer. I remember when we told my mom that when we were up there and she was like, like, what? Oh. <laughs> Good thing like, he's dead. Yeah, I was like, don't worry. He's not around anymore. Don't worry, Mom. He's not going to... Yeah. Do you remember, Tom, don't do you remember me... Ginny at Blockbuster? Don't get me on the, the serial lady, killer thing. The older lady? Did you ever... Oh, maybe yeah, I think she maybe. was uh, coerced by Ted Bundy. He didn't really? get her. But he approached her in a parking lot, and she was just... You know, oh, like with be. the with a uh, limp and everything. I don't know the whole. Wow. I, I don't know his whole. All right, MO hey, that hey time, wait. But. Let's let's stop with the serial killer thing. We can do a whole entire yeah, episode yeah. about That's true. serial we gotta killers. Get back back on topic. Entire Freddy episode about Jason. serial killers. Freddy versus Jason so, is the topic. You said that you don't like the crossovers. Like, what if they did like a Michael Myers Pennywise crossover? Nope, like, don't like it because then you're. Mixing, I do. Then you're mixing. Then what's I might supposed actually... to be a realistic serial killer. With a extra dimensional being, yeah, you know, I don't know. Nope, I love both of those characters. I love them so much, but I love them in their own worlds. But we then don't you need might actually over. get to watch me watch a Michael Myers movie without going. Nope. Well, then you could do the head tilt and the dance all at the same time, like you do to try to creep me out every night. <laughs> and it works. It does. It is very. I guess very thinking creepy. about it that way is interesting, though, because you're absolutely Sorry, right. Um, Pennywise or or it and uh, Halloween are completely different concepts. They are. Completely different. Yes. They but do not need to be mixed together. Now either. I'm trying to go back and think how different were Friday the 13th and Nightmare on Elm Street because Friday the Freddy 13th... Versus Jason well, for anybody. As, as Freddy much, kills in dreams, Jason is a realistic zombie? I, well, I mean, they're both far-fetched enough to where it worked. The way they did it made it work. And I still love Freddy versus Jason. I'm sorry. Of course, I'm... The, and I'm not trying to talk myself out of that, but I'm just trying to analyze because the... I'm not the biggest Wes Craven fan. As I said, I'm not a big Nightmare on Elm Street fan. I don't think the friend, you know, for various reasons. It's okay uh, to be it's, wrong. It's whole. It's it a is, whole other tangent. It is okay um, to sit there in your wrongness and be wrong. And I love. I I I adore Friday the Thirteenth to the point where, like, when listening to Episode Three and you said, "Oh, they lose their continuity after a while," I'm like, "Dude, no! I've given you this lecture before." Um, oh, see, <laughs> listening to Episode Three, you didn't see the death stare that I was giving oh, him. Good. <laughs> Yeah, you can't see that uh, in audio form. But <laughs> you can feel it though. You can feel as, it. As much as I as much as I love it, I will readily admit that Friday the thirteenth was like the least original thing ever. Like, yeah, sure, they've got the twist at the end that it's not you know, a generic killer like you'd think. It's it's the um I'm trying to remember whether she was a No, she was just the mother of the camper. But yeah, um, you know, it's it's Pamela, not uh not like a uh Leatherface or a Michael or, or something like that, like something that that preceded Friday the Thirteenth. But like it was, just, it was just Sean Cunningham and uh, Tom Savini just trying to make the cheapest meat and potatoes slasher that they could to try to cash in on the right. fad. And they just happened to be really freaking good at it, um, particularly due to Tom Savini's effects. So, um, so it's it's a far less inspired uh, franchise. I mean, it is, but. When you put it that way and you really dig into it, it's literally just a bunch of people in the woods getting right. chased around by a killer. Meat and potatoes. Real easy. Yes, exactly. It's, it's practically a but, remake of The Burning. But that meat mm. ends up being a flaming young at the end mm-hmm. with who gets revealed to be the killer, mm-hmm. which no movie... Ha- I think that is one of the best movie twists in you know popular cinema, in my opinion. Because Wait. nobody... It, it's almost as good as 
the kid at the beginning in Halloween. No one going into that movie, oh everyone now knows that it's Michael Myers' little kid. But yeah. the people going into the theaters in 78 when that happened, no one knew that was a little kid. I love you know trying to mean? put myself back there. Like just yesterday, I rewatched Alien and I was trying to think about the fact that the previews and the poster and none of the marketing for that showed what the face huggers were, showed what the alien was, none of it. You had no idea what you were getting into. And one of the best things about the movie, one of the, you know, there's so many good things about the movie, but one of the best things is how little Ridley Scott shows you the horror. It's it's more a fear of the unknown than anything else. Of course, now we know facehuggers, we know xenomorphs, we know all that. We know what the sequels brought us with the queens and the yeah, so genetic every, mutations every sequel, and all that. You know what you're going to get. Yeah, and and uh, you know Jamie and I are sitting there watching it, like, oh, this is where the facehugger pops out. And I'm trying to think, like, this is actually an incredible. Like, the atmosphere is incredible, and the jump scare is incredible because you have no idea what's coming, no yeah. idea whatsoever. If you if you're watching that movie in 1979, but then in Freddy versus Jason, with those two combined. You know what's coming every time, and that's, every and that's part time. of the joy of that. It's it's uh, fan service. Fan service. Yeah, that that is what most movies end up being nowadays is fan service. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. We can. That's a that's a popular conversation. It was that was that was was that topic number one on episode one, and uh, and now Francis Ford Coppola has weighed in, and Martin Scorsese has weighed in, and you know I'll I'll try to refrain from weighing in so we don't get too far off topic here. Well. Uh, we we tangent. It's okay. Yeah, well, uh, and I mean, I, anyone I love, that's listened to our our podcast on Saturdays knows that we uh, we tangent all the time. So yeah, well, it's all I mean, good. I I, uh, I love Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, but I'm more on the Ryan side of the Marvel argument. Oh, interesting. <laughs> They're all the same movie. The only They're thing the I like movie. about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is the fucking soundtrack. Okay, <laughs> that's I mean, that's too least, bad because that like. For once in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, somebody tried to actually write characters and, and good like, character arts. Baby and... Groot being teenage Groot and being so sassy. <laughs> I love me some Groot. Is Groot, Ro- Groot Rock- your favorite Marvel character? No. So what if it was Groot versus Pennywise? Would you watch that movie? No, Pennywise would win. Now, if it was Rocket <laughs> Raccoon, <laughs> hey, I need that guy's mask. That's a nice Bradley Cooper. Oh, so. is that who did him? <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, I didn't know that. Why do you think I'm such a huge uh, one? Yeah. Anyways, um, so what was the original question? The original oh, question. Freddy versus Jason. That's what you were reaching for. I already crumpled it up and threw it away. It is Freddy versus Jason. Thoughts on that? Okay. Great. Here, Wonderful. Here is my quick summary to wrap up this topic so we can move on. I think it's a fun movie to pop in the DVD player, get a bowl <laughs> of popcorn, have a beer popcorn. or two, and watch. But... It, when I if I go through and watch the Nightmare on Elm Street series, I'm watching those movies. If I go through and watch the Friday the 13th movies, I'm watching those, and I'm not tying that movie in continuity. It is a fun movie. It's cool seeing two badass characters fight each other, but it does not, to me, it's not canon. And, yeah, and that's I the way agree. I like to keep it. So it's a good movie, but it doesn't add to the story of either character. I don't count it as canon. It's its own standalone separate thing. I'm glad there hasn't been a whole lot more of that kind of stuff because it really doesn't do anything to, for me. And there goes the mask. <laughs> so what, what are what are your uh, final thoughts on Freddy vs. Jason there, Tom? No, I agree with you. I think, uh, Ronnie, you did a fantastic job uh, directing it, and uh, it's it's just a fun, uh, very fun movie. Like you said, it's, just, it's fun to pop in, and honestly, that's not too different from... Uh, why I pop in other slasher movies. So I think it, it uh, although I would agree that it's not canon and you can't really fit it into a, a timeline, uh, it's it's a very, very fun movie. 
I mean, it's definitely fun. So they got that part of it right. <laughs> but but yeah, the the whole thing. No, it's my favorite movie that has Freddy in it. Okay, well that that's fair <laughs> enough. So it's your favorite Freddy movie. So it puts it at the top of Nightmare on Elm Street for you. <laughs> yeah, I <guess> okay. So. <laughs> well, we'll move on to our next topic here. Uh, so we'll put a bow on that one. There we go. Ooh, all right, Tom. You get to pick the next one. All right, all right, all right. You know what? I'm just going to grab right off the top because I dig to the bottom every time. And we've got from from Jason R. Don't know which <laughs> one this is because it's abbreviated. Oh, okay. Uh, what is the worst Halloween candy? Worst Halloween candy. Please, can I? You can go. Go ahead. And this is because I know what his favorite is. Oh, the boy. worst is Reese's. So is it? are you just saying that to rub it into him, or is that your least favorite candy? It's my least favorite because it has peanut butter in it, but it's also oh, yeah. his favorite. So his favorite is your least because of peanut butter. Peanut butter. And that's why he, like, you saw the comments earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so where's See, Reese's? I don't, I'm not a chocolate person, and I hate peanut butter, so... Yeah, I, I'm not a big chocolate person, but for me, the worst Halloween candy is definitely Almond Joy with the coconut. Nope. I love Almond Joy. Nope. Can't. Nope. Can't handle it. Nope. No Almond Joy for me. It's the, the coconut and that giant almond and that fake tasting chocolate. No, thank you. Almond Joy, you give me that for a trick or treat and I'm throwing it out. And I think they changed the chocolate because I, I could be wrong about this, but I feel like the company got bought by Hershey's or something like that, and they changed Probably. the chocolate, and it got... I know that happened to Reese's, and Reese's got worse after they started using Hershey's chocolate. Um, I say I know that, although like I feel like I know that, and then once I actually look it up, I'll find out I'm wrong or something. But uh, I actually, even though I don't eat them anymore, but I, I really, really... I mean, if, if the question was favorite Halloween candy, Reese's would be my answer, especially after being in the fridge. I also really like a, an Almond Joy. Uh, but... I feel like my answer, and you know, I'll, I'll uh, this is one that I'll probably keep thinking about, and I'll I'll think of something else, especially on the thirty first, taking my kids around. I'll find something and be yes. like, oh, I should have said that. I hate that that piece of Ew. crap that just melts in the bag and it tastes terrible. And uh, but I'm gonna say double bubble because okay. not only is it a super, it, it, you just got the stink eye though. <laughs> oh, did I? Oh yeah. Because I it's love it. <laughs> it's common, so you get it a lot. Yep. It's generic, so it doesn't really taste like much like there's nothing wrong with a good classic bubblegum flavor i, I guess. all of a sudden want but some double bubble it's also right yeah i actually, actually <laughs> me, me a little bit too but in the context of of uh of halloween candy it doesn't you want to really... be able to get home and eat some freaking candy you don't want to chew on gum right. especially gum that's as hard as a brick so i'm yeah. gonna say double bubble yeah it's especially definitely with the paper still att- you rip off the paper and like half of it it's like a laffy taffy you got it's it's a project to open yeah. the damn thing yeah yeah I love me some Laffy Taffy, but I don't like opening it. It's almost not worth the trouble. I get it open, I'm like, ah, I'm done with this already. I haven't even eaten it. So, like, it's to me, the worst candy to open is Laffy Taffy. That wasn't the question. What's the worst Halloween candy? Well, I already told you. Almond Joy. Almond okay. Joy is gross. So, we got two chocolates and a bubble gum. Very interesting. So, what's everybody's thoughts on, like, the hard candies? Like, your 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 sweets, uh, like your runts, your gobstoppers, bottle caps, that kind of thing. I love runts. Like, Me too. They're hard like, to find nowadays, That is though. the only banana-flavored candy I like. That's the best flavor of runt, too. I, and that's actually, and you know that I have this, like, weird freak-out thing when it comes to, like, grape or orange-flavored candies. Don't like them unless I'm eating runts. But 
other than that, like, I like runs. I like bottle caps. You know that. I like Laffy Taffy's. The, I don't know. What do, I really don't do it. I don't do the chocolate. Yeah. That shit melts and it's got too much. It, it, honestly, like, I, if I have a piece of chocolate, I, I like the, the Halloween sized pieces of chocolate are okay. Yeah. Because you give me a whole chocolate bar, I, I feel terrible after I eat one piece of chocolate, but you give me that whole candy bar, I feel like, I feel like I just ate a Big Mac and I feel gross. I was just going to make chocolate, the same comparison. Yeah, yeah. Chocolate makes me feel gross, whereas, like, some sweet candy just makes my teeth feel like they, they yeah. got fatter because of all the plaque that builds up on it. I but, look at full-size Snickers bars, and I'm like, how did I used to eat oh, those I when I was in high school? Oh, I used to devour those. Now yeah. I don't. Ew, get it away from me. Yeah. Don't yeah. don't like it. And I, I like I like hard candies. I used to, you know, grab the Werther's from my grandfather. and, and The caramel ones? Uh, the, um, is that what they were? No, the Werther's original Butterscotch, right? Or is that, oh, yeah. Whatever. Butterscotch yeah, the originals. Or yeah. No, they're more caramel to me. Oh, yeah. It's I, like, I really it's don't like, like a blend. Butterscotch. I think, it's, so. I think it is Butterscotch. And I'm, the, I'm, the Werther's originals are Butterscotch. You know how okay. we're getting old as a group when we're all talking, talking about, about freaking Werther's, Werther's originals yeah. on no, the podcast. Do you remember those Lifesavers creams that were like strawberry yes. and vanilla cream? Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Cream blended? Yeah. yeah. Those were my favorite. I know how much it irritates you. I caught the emphasis. Yeah. No, but I, I uh, oh, you know what? And I, I love warheads. I was actually just about to say that oh, I man. don't oh, like my God, yes. spicy. Uh, like I, I love a, a hot sauce, but when it comes to candy, I don't like spicy candies. But warheads are an exception. Sour. It's sour, not things. spicy. Oh, it's but I, okay, I know see, what you mean. Hot tamales are spicy. And that's, that's one yeah, of my favorites. And I was, I was considering that as one of my worst, actually. But yeah, you're right. I was mixing up sour and sour and spicy. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I do like me a good hard candy. Although I'm also hard pressed to think of the last time I ever had any. I like, I never. It's not something I gravitate toward anymore. Wait, it was, so, it was a big middle school thing. Since like you'd buy them for five cents at the at the snack stand at the baseball game, and then go yep. to middle school and sell them for ten cents. Man, so since we're on the topic of worst Halloween candy, yes, what's the best? Well, we'll that's in there, but we'll go ahead and cover it because it's, it's the same, the same thing. person. We're getting, we're getting to the end of this thing here, <laughs> but okay, this is going to be really weird. I, we just talked about how much I don't like chocolate, but my favorite thing to get in Halloween candy is a cookies and cream. Hershey bar. I love hmm. the white chocolate. That is my favorite thing, and it's only because they're treat size, and there's o- you only get one or two. It's just the perfect amount of goodness that it is my favorite thing to get for Halloween candy. Not my favorite candy to go to the store and buy to snack on, but my favorite Halloween candy is one of those small, you know, chip off the block uh, Hershey's cookies and cream bar. There's just something about it. The the crunchies. Uh, it's it's my favorite thing. That is my favorite thing, even though I don't even like chocolate. <laughs> nope, I have texture issues. Can't do it. Y- oh, because it's it's lumpy. No, it's because it's like really soft, and then it gets crunchy. And I'm like, nope. Hmm. I I don't. I also don't do chocolate. I love right. like I love white chocolate. When I'm making it like around Christmas time, I make peppermint white chocolate. Bark? Yeah, I make peppermint bark. For some reason, like I'll eat one of those cookies and cream Hershey's every now and then. Like, when I have a craving for chocolate, I will eat white chocolate. But those, like, freak me out any other time. Tom, what's your best 
Well, uh, I did. I did answer Reese's, especially Reese's from the fridge. Although I will say that I remember when those cookies and cream Hershey's bars came out. They're good. And I'm not a white chocolate fan, and those things are fantastic. Yeah, they are. So yeah, I'll 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 second that. Not a fave. Fave is definitely Reese's. Like it's not even a contest. Reese's all the way. You both have horrible taste. So what's your favorite then? Candy corn. Duh! I knew that. I love candy corn. I'm so glad so many people hate candy corn because <laughs> so that means yeah. I get more. The contrast all the way around on the subject is very interesting. <laughs> I don't like chocolate. I naturally go to like the fruit flavored or the sweet stuff that's yeah, not chocolate. So candy corn. All right. Like, we have an entire bag still. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't like the pumpkins though, and I don't like the chocolate. So candy you just corn. want regular, I want regular candy orange, corn. white, and yellow candy corns. I wish I could get it all year round. They should call it the Florida State Bird because they look like traffic cones. <sighs> and that's gonna put a bow on that one. All right. So Do let's. Do pumpkins uh, taste different? Do pumpkins taste different? The, the, the candy pumpkins corn pumpkins, taste yeah, different. they're they're a different. It's, it's like they're a different texture. It's like the orange flavor. part of candy corn, but they also have like either green tops on them. I'll show you the bag after we're done with this. I kind of thought that they were that like the it's colors like, were just it's dye and kind it all of the same flavor. Like melted sugar. <laughs> but if you get a green top, it tastes more like candy corn. If you yeah, get yeah, they brown they do top, they, it they like try the they huh. try to make them taste bit different. It's artificial so, greatness. I think we have time to go. Me and you get one more topic here, Margo. He just got his second, so we'll give you your second and should have enough time to wrap up the show. I swear to God, if this says Jason it's, R. On it's the probably going to be him. He is a big contributor to the and show. The, I, I know. Appreciate. I got one person to submit a topic, and his name is Jay. <gasps> what do you got? Steph. Oh, all right. Phobias. Phobias. All right. That's fun for Halloween. We could talk about our biggest fears. <laughs> for her, it would Good be one. wall, wall, wall. Sorry. I love <laughs> oh, you, Steph. That's. Uh, Oh, that's so mean. For people that don't know, she crashed her car really hard into the wall. So sad. So. <laughs> that is still funny after like 20 years. After 20 years, like 20 days. It only happened like 20 days ago. Oh, I definitely the- wasn't laughing at her accident. I just mean the, the uh, what are what were they even called? Those little like internet videos. Um, internet where you're getting videos? that, where I assumed you were getting that voice from. The like, uh, two and hyph. Oh, fires and yes, missiles. Fires and missiles. You don't yes. even notice that you're doing it, it anymore. That's great. But damn, it's tired. Okay, so Steph, her phobia is the wall. I love you. Love you, babe. She wants to know what our phobias are. Well, mine is obviously cockroaches. They are. I say obviously, like the listeners know what I'm afraid of. Uh, for me, it is cockroaches. They are disgusting, vile creatures that have a purpose but they shouldn't have a purpose they should have never been created if i see one nope i can't handle it i nope the fuck out i uh, they're creepy crawly disgusting uh giant beetle things no no thanks disgusting gross with cream filling it's like what, ah! what even are their organs it's, ah! it's just <laughs> no uh what's their purpose what's their uh they, they are eat other they, they are decomposers they eat garbage and and help uh, with decomposition in nature. Okay. Uh, whereas, like, you know, like fungal mushrooms will actually deteriorate wood and stuff, so they actually break okay. down. Cockroaches help break down uh, matter. So they're decomposers. So that's why they live outside and they get inside for shelter and food. But, yeah, they're decomposers. And they're and, prehistoric, they're right? Gross. 
Yep, and they are post-apocalyptic as well. Yeah, so it's so that's <laughs> they're that's never going to go away. The one interesting thing about them, I will double down on that. I was I was going to mention that as a secondary. I think my primary is probably just the generic fear of heights. Okay, like, I'm fine with being on an airplane. Uh, I I don't even mind standing up in the tower where I, I was going to say races like from. when you're filming, do you ever feel like you're going to fall off? Never. Because I went up there to film some live for practice, and I was standing on the wooden box up there that that Speed Fifty One has yeah. to give them that extra boost. Yeah, and I and it was windy, and I felt like if I was not, I really felt like I was going to lose my phone off the tower. I people but, hang their phones off while yeah. they're spotting, and I, I yeah, I, I see you do it. <laughs> Margot's raising her hand. Yeah. I see you do it, and I'm just like, nope. I keep my I keep my phone on this side of the fence. I am not afraid of heights, but I felt like very vulnerable up there. Like yeah. if something bad happens, I'm going over and I'm dead. So I can hmm. understand the fear of heights, like. I am adventurous, so I like to get right up to that cliff edge and get the view. But man, yeah, you get that sense like, oh, one slip, wrong, one wrong step, I'm gone. So yeah, yeah that's very scary. Yeah, and I, I've been to the top of the Prudential Center. That's probably the highest building I've been to the top of, which isn't like a super high building, but it's it's up there in Boston and uh, the the top floor, or at least the top floor that you can access uh, as as a, as a civilian or whatever as a civilian in in the general public uh, has whoops. Um, just leave it. <laughs> Since I said whoops, everybody's going to think that I'm causing it. No, no, <laughs> I'm, the, just, I'm the whirlwind. I, I have um, the mass on candle holders, and they're not uh, they're not the most stable thing. The balance. Um, I, I tried to move one, and it didn't work. No, it, it's because I got them stuffed with t-shirts. I should stuff them with bags. They might stay. A I was better. wondering what that was. This one over here looks like it has uh, or newspaper. It's got green gloves. eyes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, but yeah, the, the the walls are glass, and it's that's the thing. You go up to the top. Like anybody who's seen, I think it's episode four of Wings, uh, has has seen. Uh, I don't know if that was a set or if they really went to the top of the Prudential. It really looks like the top of the Prudential in 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 that show. But uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but I'll still like I like the view. I like the building. I like going up there. But I won't go up to the glass because I'm afraid of it. Um, I, I get that. I get that feeling in my stomach. Yeah. And so yeah, it's. I guess it's it's kind of weird. Like even even when I was out in Yellowstone, like I would. I mean, granted, I was 21 and I knew what I was doing was stupid, but I was still like, I'm here. I'll go. I'll go up to the edge just to like say that I did, but I wasn't sitting there taking selfies and falling off. I, I would go up to the edge just to say that I did, and then I would get the hell back to safety. And I don't blame you for that. <laughs> you are not surviving that fall. No. So not many your, pe- people die is, in Yellowstone every year. Has anyone ever fallen into the geyser? Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, well like Old Faithful. Yeah. I. I mean, probably like way back when old faithful now is almost like an amusement park attraction now you can't they've got close to it. you can't get close yeah. to it uh but the other geysers like they have you can walk right out onto a lot of them and there are definitely stories of people falling in of dogs jumping in because it doesn't it doesn't look hot it just looks like nice water mm. and the ground around it is really brittle oh, so you can walk yeah. out close to it and then fall through and not realize that there there's other um dangers uh yeah hydrothermal yeah. water beneath you nope so and and then there you know bison gore people and people drive off of cliffs and shit you know yeah let's go to yellowstone sounds dangerous nope i feel like you've been over there doing some research what are you uh what do you got for us margo <laughs> i have two big fears okay so i'm a basophobist or basophobiac which means i do not like falling i have any rational fear of like literally tripping and falling 
biggest fear ever. So not necessarily from a height. No, I love heights. Hmm. I have skydived, I have bungee jumped, and I have done like literally anything that has to do with heights. Not scared of heights. Tripping and falling, however, will make me have a panic attack. Wow, I didn't even know there was a term for that. Base of base of folk. What? what I am basophobic. Basophobic. I am also halfophobic. I hate people touching me. Other than like like Ryan, like giving a hug is different. I hate my personal space being like infringed upon, I guess. And it's not even that it's a fear. It's literally just a hatred. Like it gives me such big anxiety. So when people stand like super close to you for no reason, you're like, get the fuck up off me. Pretty much. Yeah. No, my, my biggest phobia is definitely falling and it's not a, it's, I'm not afraid of heights. I'm not afraid of any of that. I am terrified, literally, of tripping and falling, and I don't know where I got that fear from. I just have always had it. See, I, I feel like I'm part half a phobic. Is that what, that's what it is? Because uh, the falling one? No, the the space one. Because anytime I go half to a phobia, yes, anytime I go to a concert, you know how people try to work their way through the crowd to get closer. I feel like. If I'm just standing there trying to enjoy it, I am the aisle. I end up being the fucking aisle, and it drives me nuts. Like, I'm just trying to stand there and enjoy it. People are walking by me like, I'm not the aisle. I just need some fucking space. I don't need to be up in this person's shit, up in this person's shit. Concerts, that doesn't bother me. It's more of like when people try to, like, we were at Petrified Forest, and you you know when I tried to, like, yeah, I, I couldn't do it because the dumb bitch freaking like she got in my ear and then she got me with water and oh, she yeah, had to get entirely too close. Like, I can't do it. I'm like, we're at the end. Oh, Just no. walk through. We're and we had like seven more minutes left. I was having a, a literal panic attack because this girl got close enough to whisper in my ear and then splash cold water on me to where I could it, like it drenched my back. I'm not OK with that. Now, if you're a friend of mine and you're going in for a hug or whatever, that doesn't scare me. But if I'm not expecting it, it's not necessarily scary to me, but I want to punch you in the fucking face if I'm not expecting a hug. Yeah, I don't don't like people being all up close to me, and I especially don't like... Yeah, no. People making noises either. As far as, like, basophobia, which is, like, you falling, nope, not okay with it. Uh, every time I get up on that spotter stand and Tom climbs, climbs that same stand every weekend, uh-huh. my biggest fear is l- like when the the person who gave us this topic wrecked. I'm like, okay, well, I can't even try to go down the steps because I'm going to fall down them. I'm just going to jump. Yeah, you jumped and I heard it too. <laughs> so I think he actually got the impact on film. <laughs> I think the camera. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> so like... Me falling, I'm not scared of heights. I love heights. I love roller coasters, all that stuff. I've skydived. I've bungee jumped. I love it all. I, like, if I go out in our front yard and trip and fall right now, I'm probably going to cry. Huh. It's It's because, like, skydiving and bungee jumping, I was in control. I knew what I was doing. That's a big difference maker. if, If my foot gets caught in something and I fall because I've tripped, I had no control over that. I can try to save myself, but I can't save myself from the panic attack that's going to happen afterwards. I, I find it very funny that the person who gave us this topic, uh, uh, with my fear being cockroaches, 
We basically when we, the first day we met, I'm like, "That's a toe biter," and now toe biters oh. have become like, like you and her thing. Yeah, and, like, and she'll chase me around with them, or Jeff will put one on somebody. Oh and God, I would never touch one. Have, oh, they are, He still dude, has Jeff yet Newton to put one, one up. And was like chasing people around. With I mean, it. he has yet like, to put it on his nipple. If cockroaches, good, it's gonna hurt get, like a son of a gun. If cockroaches could get worse, it's He's a toe a, biter. Yeah, it's like an alien. Yes, uh, but they giraffe- literally are a giant roach, giant water bug with pincers. Yeah. But giraffe is a marine. He knew what he was coming out when he went. Hey, I'll put this on my nipple, and we went. Hey, we got twenty bucks onto it. Hey, giraffe, I know you're gonna listen to this. It's like, all right, I've got some jewelry here. Go for Ugh, it. The- uh, I'll throw a couple little ones on um i uh, slightly claustrophobic the crowd conversation reminded me of that okay but it has to be a really cramped space like i would not go spelunking if i'm playing hide and seek i don't like hiding under a bed that kind of thing it has to be really cramped okay um and these ones are kind of weird open flames i say i say kind of weird because so you're not a bonfire guy I hate bonfires. Okay. And if I'm camping and somebody well, asks me to make the fire, plan. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm the wimp that doesn't want to do it. And I see people stoking the flame and basically sticking their hand in it because they, yeah. they know fire safety. And I, I uh freaks it you just out. it freaks me out. I'm like I was in Boy Scouts. I've you know, I just said I was out in Yellowstone. I've done plenty of this stuff, but I, I do not care for that. Candles, I, I don't even like candles. Oh, um, okay. And like if 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 Jamie wants a mood candle on in the house. Uh, which sounded suggestive when I said it out loud, but I didn't mean it that way. <laughs> which she just wants it on in the house. I have to make sure it's like in a controlled space where no one's going to touch it and nothing's going to happen. It can't just be like on the bar. Oh. And uh, the other one is knives, but not just knives. Other people using knives. Like if somebody, and I know, so you don't I know like people cutting like, their steak around you. See? I made you dinner with a knife. <laughs> well, I, I didn't, I didn't see that part. Um, but it's like, it's a really around me. Too. If somebody it's is, knife. and I, I, it's not like at a, at a dinner table, steak knife, that's, that's different. But if somebody is just like, I don't know, getting a, a butcher knife, so in Dark Departure, when I used the real butcher knife, did it freak you the fuck oh, out? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know um, that. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't trust other people with uh, with knives. I don't, I don't know what that is. My And that, that goes way back. My mother always said, like, oh, well, in a past knife, you must have been... Uh, a past, past knife. knife. <laughs> a past knife. Yes. It's, it's that time of night. Um, in a past life, you must have been murdered by a knife, but... Uh... <laughs> in a past knife. So seriously, like even that's the if, title of the episode. And if and that's, a past knife, write so, that down. Somebody write that so down. So if Jamie's cooking and she has a knife, uh, like then I'm not up, in the kitchen. I'm not in the kitchen. Yeah, because she might cut you. And and when I oh, and when I walk in, I make sure that I'm like I like I literally I will put my hands out and sort of like guide her. Like I won't touch her because she's holding a knife and I don't want to get near that. <laughs> but I will like guide her. I'll like mime where I want her to go so I can safely access the fridge. And so is it an issue with you like potentially being stabbed or do you just not like stab stab? <laughs> See, I, I guess I don't know. Like, obviously, I don't want to get stabbed, but it's that. Like, my oh, mind, no. doesn't, oh, my not. mind doesn't Have even go. Have you ever go... tried it? <laughs> I've tried it. I got a scar somewhere on my arm. From like, well, I, my mind doesn't psycho, even but... go that far. No, like... that's from myself. Yeah, that I got the bite mark somewhere. From D- my that's on this hand. <laughs> I don't remember which hand, but yeah. I'm the uh, psycho that'll stab you. She was the psycho that would bite you. Great. So I went from a biter to a stabber. Oh, have you I got me into Dexter, oh, baby. 
Well, I, I'm glad you brought up the pseudo fears because I'll throw two of mine out are fa- failure and rejection. I've oh, always been yes. trepidatious about certain things because mm-hmm. of the fear of failing or the fear of rejection. So I think everybody has a big fear, like they're top of the list. And we all have these little fears that kind of radiate out kind of like knives. Yeah. You know, I yeah. mean, that's really random, but it's like, you know, I'm scared of uh, things that freaking are white and creamy. So yeah, that's, yeah. Them, so, yeah. But that's, I, I've heard of other people who have that too, like people who can't stand mayonnaise. Like, I don't like them. that shit touching me. People yeah. that can't yeah. stand mayonnaise it. cannot be friends with me. You're the exception, Ryan Kenneth. And there's there's little stuff like like Undertaker is afraid of cucumbers. What? Yeah, like, like there's always random stuff. Yeah. Um, um, I would, you know, interestingly, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to go off on a thing. I'm just going to throw this out there. You mentioned <laughs> fail, um, fear, fear of failure. Sure. There's also fear of success. And I didn't know that that was like a real thing until I read it. Spike Lee put it out. Uh, it, was, it was actually in a children's book that he wrote that I got for my daughter and I was reading it and I was like, oh my God, I think I have that. Like if I get an awesome job opportunity, I might sabotage myself because I'm afraid of how my life might change if I do a wow. good job with it, and I and that's that's something that I've had to had to deal with. So I didn't I didn't even realize it was a real thing until Spike Lee told me. Any pseudo fears, Margo? Mm. Or any other little things that bug you? And throw it out there. Uh. Now I feel really bad because you you had something and then I cut you off and now I no I I really don't have a pseudo fear. All of my fears are pretty much realistic. Like, I have a fear of, like, being a failure as a mom. I have a fear of falling, which I guess is kind of a pseudo-fear because it's not even realistic. It's like, okay, people trip and fall every day. I have this fear that I will trip and fall and die, I guess. Like, that's you might my fall w- on a knife. That'd be bait. <laughs> no, I guess, I, I mean... Hmm, pseudo fears. Like everybody's agor. I'm not agoraphobic. That's not what I wanted. Arachnophobic. I'm not scared of spiders. Big ones are. I don't like them. I don't have a pseudo fear. Maybe like fear of not belonging. Yeah. Well, that's or feeling like you don't belong. You 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 know fear of not being accepted. That kind of. But luckily, like the person who gave us this topic and everybody that we've surrounded ourselves with with her. They all make sure I know that I'm I belong. So That's right. I don't know. Well, I, I think that shows that we all have a whole bunch of fears. So good topic. Uh, got kind of deep with that one. All right. Um, all right. We'll do one more here real quick, and then we'll wrap it up. Hopefully, it'll be quick. Uh, that way, we each get two topics in here. And again, I appreciate everybody giving us the topics. Sorry if we didn't pick yours, but I feel like we'll just go ahead and keep it in the fishbowl because they're, they're good topics. So let's pull out the last topic here. And we'll get somebody new on the program. Hopefully. Oh, yeah. Okay. This will be fun. We can kind of make this quick. This is from Jordan B. And uh, it's one of Margo's good friends. Um, and we've kind of... Th- this what will up, be quick Because we've, we've kind of uh, t- touched on this on some of the round robin stuff. But the topic is best horror villains. Who is... And I, I feel like I know who everybody's going to pick. So this should be easy. Tom, you, you, got, a, you got a big look on your face. Best horror villains. He looks confused. Uh, wow. There are so many to pick from. And like, I don't even want to say Jason because of what I said before. Like, I love him, but he's basic. And and like, I, I, I think I love him like, because he's basic. I think he's 
one of the best, if not the best, realizations of a meat and potatoes slasher villain. But he's not particularly compelling on an, uh, on any deeper level. So is he pumpkin spice basic? <laughs> oh, he's Starbucks pumpkin spice basic, I think. I'll keep thinking about it, but I will say, I'll say uh, Satan from Rosemary's Baby. Because... Wow. Oh, God, man. I was not expecting that one. That is one of the 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 dream sequence that turns out to not be a dream sequence when when she sees his eyes and she says, "This is no dream. This is really happening." Even just saying it right now, I gave myself the chills. Yeah. Like that is probably the scariest thing in any horror movie. And if we're talking about villains in horror movies, one of the central things is that they scare you. So I'll I'll go with Satan specifically in Rosemary's Baby. All right, who do you got? You go. I gotta think about it. Okay. Because I want right. to say Pennywise, but no. Well, think about so, it. Because obviously I'm gonna say Michael Myers, and here's why. I I want everybody to go into the mindset. Forget all the Halloween sequels, including the 2018 sequel. Think about the 1978 Michael Myers. I the know what you're about to say. OG and Michael I agree. Myers. Nope. He is the most realistic. Now, it's a movie, so of course there are things that are far-fetched here and there, but he is the most realistic, most scary horror villain to me because literally anybody can put on a blank, white, pale, rubber mask, go to somebody's house, get a big knife, and kill you and not be stopped. The scariest thing about Michael is that he's just a guy. He is just a guy. Now he, of course, in the lore of Michael Myers, there's well, does he have supernatural? This does he this and that. You go in through the later sequels, they try to get too far into that and they ruin it. But the whole end of Halloween, when they shoot him out the thing and he's not there, it's like, oh my god, what is this guy? And that makes him scarier. But when you just look at, you know, the first few layers of Michael Myers, he's literally this guy. Well, this kid originally who snapped for whatever reason, it's not explained, and that's what else makes it scary. He just snapped, killed his sister, sat in jail for 15 years, silent, didn't say anything, didn't do anything, showed almost no signs of life, broke out of jail, went back to his home, had a girl happen upon his home trying to sell it. He got enamored, and he went after her again, but... He was just some guy wearing a Halloween mask on Halloween, which I think is fucking brilliant because he's able to blend in, plain as day, no questions asked. And he is the scariest, most realistic killer. Jason, he's like a born-again zombie water boy. Like, it's not... It's He's a brute. He's scary as fuck. Like, if that came at me, I'd be scared. But it's not realistic. Your ghost people... Pennywise is great. What a great character, but... I'm not believing that's ever happening to me. I'm believing somebody like Michael Myers could break into my home, stab me, and that is, you know, pin me up against a wall, stab me. That is the end of my life. That is why Michael Myers is the best horror villain, because realism scares me. What you got? You got a big smile on your face. What'd you come up with? Annabelle. Annabelle. Okay, why Annabelle? Because she's a pretty porcelain doll. So you think... You you believe like a part of me is like okay the fucker from Insidious the little kid yeah Pennywise definitely because everybody I have ever met has this irrational fear of clowns so do I but Pennywise is not a clown I would ever be scared of <laughs> like <laughs> yeah no <laughs> I can do his dance better than he can yeah like Tim Curry Pennywise absolutely terrifying um 
Annabelle, though. Like a pretty porcelain doll. She looks like a little pretty princess or something. No. Innocent little doll is the most terrifying thing because... Because innocent little doll. Right, exactly. And it's kind of like, you know, Michael Myers, Annabelle. It's like the kid kid from Insidious is like, what, six, eight, maybe? Yeah. Little kids are creepy, too, because you never know. I know, I have one. I know, but you never (laughs) really know what's going through its head. And, And Tom, he's got two young kids, and... They didn't snap, but, uh, you <laughs> know. Yet. Mine might. You know, li- little kids, you, you just, and they might not even mean to do bad things, but, also, but like, Annabelle, it could happen, you like, know. Anybody Look who's at the seen- kid in The Shining. Creepy. See, I was, I, that's where I was going to go next. Yeah, cause, and, and I'm sort of. Uh, or even from Signs. The kids in Signs sure. terrify me more. And that's not really? a scary movie, but hmm. the, it's just kids involved anyway. I only saw it the one time in theaters, and I, I remember being scared by it but uh i haven't i have not revisited it uh you know i i was gonna mention the shining and this is sort of like if 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 my buddy jay from pw torch has made it this deep in the podcast this is me sort of answering his question as well because rosemary's baby would be uh a very close number two as my favorite horror film which was his uh topic that he threw in there but i was i was thinking about the shining as well because that is my favorite and what I feel is the best horror horror movie I've ever seen. I know there have been some great silent era ones, there have been some great foreign ones, and I'm only talking about American movies, but uh, I think The Shining is just the pinnacle of, of horror cinema. And Jack... That descent into madness. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the main character, he's the anti-hero, but he is, unless you want to call it the hotel... Or, or the influence, or, or whatever. You, if you want to call it something disembodied, whatever you want to, if you want to take it, I don't know. But it's it's Jack. It's Jack Nicholson. It's Jack Torrance. That's uh, the embodiment of it. And he is just so his performance is so visceral, and the way that Kubrick captures it, and the way that you know, I know that nowadays it's a controversial thing to say with cancel culture and everything, but Kubrick would psychologically mess with his actors oh yeah he they would film those scenes in the shining 60 70 120 times yeah. depending on Do you just know how so many, he had enough stuff to go back and get the you know best how many thing. times it took to get the here's johnny yeah a like, lot do you know how many times shelly duvall three had to three swing that baseball bat they got the here's johnny and, do you know on the, the here johnny take. thing was improvised you know I that? do. I do. It. They did that on the third take and finally got the perfect one. But no, for me, like the scariest horror villain is anything that can be revolved around a child. And maybe it's just me as a mom. Like my kid's freaking weird. I love him to death, but he is a weirdo. Like he talks in his sleep. It's it's weird. But like Annabelle, I grew up in a house like I had porcelain dolls. I my grandmother had porcelain dolls. If I was going to turn a corner in my house or her house, there was a fucking doll <laughs> watching me. And I'm like, nope. I'm just waiting for one of these assholes to come up and stab me. <laughs> Thank but God no. it never did. Was Annabelle based on Robert, or is that uh, its well, own? No. No. Okay. All right. Because Robert freaks me out. Like I, I did the Key West ghost tour and no. it just like I was no, no, horrified no. for I don't months. at least I don't think so. That's and I've awesome. kind of <laughs> done the research because Annabelle stemmed from the conjuring. Well, right, which of course is based on real people, so I didn't know if Yeah. Okay. So yeah, no. I don't know. It was someplace up in Connecticut. Oh, all right, yeah, definitely not. <laughs> all right. So we got <laughs> yeah. Satan, Annabelle, and yeah. Michael. Well, very, Annabelle and like Pennywise and the creepy kid from Insidious are like no. It's very diverse because I got like this 
super i got like the serial killer slasher you've got the the doll you've got the supernatural i didn't want to go everybody's terrified of clowns and pennywise is the only clown i'm not scared of so are you scared of tim curry's pennywise or are you not scared of that either oh no tim curry is queen he is a queen he's a queen So, no, I'm not terrified of him. I'm terrified of the new Pennywise. He's a lot creepier. The true Pennywise that I'm terrified of is from the book. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's the the book. That's supposed to be the scariest thing because your no, imagination controls that one. So You've never read the book, have you? I've never gotten all the way through it. I've gotten about halfway through it. And I mean, I the interested. thing's like, like 8,000 pages, right? Yeah, it's, it's super freaking like 3, long. I got about halfway through it. And, like, I, and then I just quit reading altogether because I forgot how. So, <laughs> right, you know, yeah. You know what I mean? 2019. So, yeah. Yep. So, no, like, clowns don't terrify me. I think it was, like, for me growing up, I had read, like, Cujo and the, the what is it, the green, whatever, any Stephen King book, and then it came out, and my mom bought it for me. Green whatever. Is that the mist? Green, green Mile? The Green Mile. Oh, the Green Mile. Oh, I was yeah. thinking of it. Oh, I had a brain fart like, in the middle of my sentence. About. Yeah. But <laughs> hey, it no, happens. Mom bought me it because she knew how much I love Stephen King and all his writing and the fact that I just loved reading. It took me, and even like the Green Mile is just as long as it is. And it took me about six months to get through it. It took me three weeks to get through the Green Mile. Hmm. Jeez. Yeah. I realize I, I guessed the mist because I have the I have individually bound story God. that came out, like the alts based now now a major motion picture, and it has a green cover. Mm-hmm. And, but it, I, I, thinking back, that was like part of Five Minutes to Midnight or one yeah. of one of his um, short story anthologies. The, the end of the mist. Is the movie, anyways, yeah. has one of the ballsiest endings ever. And it's it's not how it ended, but it's see, a that's good why short story. The but movie. the movie's ending is better. Yeah, that was so ballsy. I'm like, wow, yeah. they went there, they did it because a lot of movies won't do yeah. that. So, yeah. well, guys, we're uh oh, what'd you find? What do you got? Oh, nothing. Sorry, somebody just sent me a picture of them watching Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> well, that ties right in, <laughs> but. Perfect. Well, we're getting uh, yeah, we're we're to the end of this thing here. Tom, I want to thank you for uh, coming out and joining us for this uh, special Halloween edition of the Fistbowl of Thoughts. Thanks hope for having you, me. Uh, hope you enjoyed yourself, and we got to talk about all kinds of different things. So yeah, absolutely. No, I, I uh, every episode so far, I've been listening on on my end. Uh, wanting to jump into the conversation, so I'm glad I got the chance. Yeah, and we'll definitely have you anytime. Anytime you want to come back and. Uh, yeah, of course, when we get three people, we're going to go a little bit longer because everybody's got more to say. But Good job, Tom. You did it. You did it, Tom. <laughs> but yeah, th- this was fun. I, I feel like uh, it- it's real fun getting the thoughts out there, learning about everybody and, and you know getting all these great topics from, from our listeners. And, and I really do uh, appreciate everybody who does listen to this thing and everybody who gives us topics. Uh, you know, Jason and Jordan have been huge supporters. Tom's been a huge supporter. Um, you know, we- we're getting we're getting good feedback and um, you know, I, I really appreciate it because we're just doing this in here for fun and um, we're glad you, uh, Tom could come join us to have a little bit of fun and, you know, uh, we'll have you on for a regular show so we can, because it always amazes me how deep you can go into a subject. So, uh-oh, you're getting a, you're getting a phone call. You got to go. You got to run. Margo's got a, Margo's got a phone call. We're almost, we're demonetized now with that, with that music. But uh, anyways, yes, guys, thank you so much for listening. Uh, Margo says goodbye. Um, Tom. Uh, again, thanks for coming on. We'll, we'll have Thank you again you some again. other time. Thank you again. It was a blast. 
All right, guys, make sure you like us on Facebook and follow us and all that stuff. Subscribe. We're on Apple Podcasts now. Uh, easiest way to listen to us uh, on your Apple device. Um, if you subscribe to the podcast, every time we upload a new thing, it'll show right up in your feed. Or, of course, you can listen to us on uh, on podcast.com as well. And uh, if you go to our Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash thoughts, you can become a supporter of the show. And um, that'll uh, help us make this thing bigger and better. We can get more stable stands for our masks so they don't fall over. And um, we can get a better microphone set up so we don't hit the microphones and all that kind of good stuff. But uh, anyways, thank you guys so very much for listening. We'll wrap this up and uh, we'll talk to you on the next one. So we'll put a bow on the show and Margo's not here, so I'll try to do it. I have no idea how she does that. Can you do it, Tom? Oh, I'm not going to try. Okay, probably for the best. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening.